good day to you guys. I'm excited to be with y'all once again. Before we get into this time of worship, I just want to invite you to pray with me. So let's go ahead now and just turn our attention to God in prayer. Lord, we love you, and we know that you love us, and we know that you're with us now. And so God, as we come into this time of worship, if there is one person watching or if there is a thousand, it doesn't really make a difference, God, because worshiping you is always a good thing. So God, we come before you now, and we just we just want to announce who you are. We just want to declare who you are through these songs. So God, uh, let this be just a moment for our heart and your heart to connect. And it is in Jesus' name I pray who makes that possible. Amen. Two, three, four. Hallelujah, God, I'm shaking. Hallelujah, 
You free every captive and break every chain, oh God. You have the great We dance in your freedom, awake and alive. Oh Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high, oh God. You have the great You have the
think of when God acknowledges David in, in Scripture as the man who was after God's heart. And so just as we close this time of worship, I just want you uh, to just to kind of take a, a moment of self-examination and just ask yourself, am I someone who is after God's heart more and more every day? Am I moving towards hearing the heartbeat of God more because I'm so close to it? Or am I moving the other way? And it's all grace. There's no guilt or shame or condemnation at all with this little exercise. Just ask yourself, am I moving closer to the heartbeat of God? Or am I moving away? And then if you think that you may be moving away, some days I feel like I am, we all can say that. Uh, Maybe just ask the Lord to reveal to you what could be getting in the way. And then I know that he wants to remove that so you can just continually move closer to him because he wants that for you. So yeah, just ask, am I moving closer to God's heart so much so that I can hear his heartbeat? Or am I going the other way? And if so, why? What What could be the cause of that? Guys, we love you all. Again, whoever could be joining us right now, we're just, we're glad that you're with us. We hope that these times of worship and then the teachings that Corey brings Uh, Just help you guys, encourage you guys, and uh, just point you to Jesus' love for you. So you all have an awesome day, and we will be back with you soon. All right, goodbye. Hey, what's up, everybody? Corey Willoughby, Oklahoma student pastor here. It is good to see you guys again. And hey, uh, thank you, Ian, for leading us in worship. So we're going to start talking about something new today, but I, I got a question for us first. What is it that makes you check out in a conversation? So we we all have experience with this. We all have these things that make us check out in a conversation. What I mean by that is it's when you just stop listening. You can call it daydreaming. You can call it ADD. You can call it whatever. We all have those moments where we just check out in a conversation. When someone is talking to you, you have two choices. You either stay engaged in the conversation or you just check out. And there are different things that make us check out because, again, we all do this. So for me, uh, some things that make me kind of check out in a conversation is either uh, things get repetitive. Somebody keeps talking about the same thing over and over and over again. Or they're talking about something that I, I already know about. And so I check out. I stop listening. I find that it's a lot easier for me to check out when I'm tired. That's something else that can just make that happen. Or I check out when uh, I'm just not super interested in what you're talking about. So sorry if that's happened. But man, when we check out or we stop listening when someone else is talking, there is a very real possibility that we will miss something important. And you know what I'm talking about. You've experienced this. You stop listening in class and you miss out on information that then pops up on the test. And you see it on the test and you get this feeling of unfairness of going, you never taught us this. And why It's not fair for you to test us on this because you never taught this. They taught you about it. You checked out and stopped listening. Or maybe you checked out when your parents are talking to you and you miss something that they asked you to do or they told you something that you needed to know. Uh, You guys probably check out when you're listening to me. And hey, man, I get it. But man, it's hard for us to pay attention for a lot of reasons. But when we stop listening, we do miss out on important things. And for a lot of us, I think we're guilty of checking out when it comes to Jesus. 
So whether it's someone else talking about Jesus or, or maybe even Jesus himself talking through scripture or it's through your time of prayer or whatever, we've got the tendency to stop listening. And man, there is nothing more dangerous than for us to check out on Jesus. You see, when we check out on Jesus, it happens for a lot of the same reasons that we check out in any other circumstance. So we check out because we get bored or it sounds like the same thing over and over and over again, or maybe we just don't care and and don't want to listen. But I think there's some other reasons that we check out when it comes to Jesus and his words. You see, I think we check out sometimes because we don't like being told what to do or what not to do. We check out sometimes on Jesus because we don't want to listen. I think other times we check out on Jesus because we know that if we listen to what Jesus says, there's a call for us to change, and we just don't want to do that. But man, just because we may not want to listen doesn't mean that Jesus' words are any less important. So over the next couple of weeks, what we're going to do is we're going to look at some times where Jesus teaches some short stories to the people, and these are words that we need to listen to. So when Jesus teaches to uh, some different audiences, he teaches using this style called parables. And a parable is a short story that has a point to it. Some people describe a parable as an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Now, regardless of how you want to define it, what it comes down to is Jesus spoke in this way so that people would understand what he had to say because the things that he was teaching, man, they matter. So in Matthew chapter 13, we see this parable where Jesus is teaching about a farmer who goes out and is scattering seeds so that he can grow crops. What's happening is as the farmer throws out seeds as he's walking, the seeds fall and they scatter and they land in four different types of ground, four different types of soil or dirt. And some of the soil that the seed lands on is the path that people and animals walk on. Another type of soil is soil that is full of rocks. A third kind is seed lands on soil that looks good, but it's got lots of thorns and weeds in it. And then the last soil is good, healthy dirt. As the seeds start to grow, they they all act differently. First off, you've got seed that lands on the path, and it doesn't even get the chance to grow because it gets trampled on by people and animals and gets crushed and is now useless and no good at all. Then you've got the seed that lands in the soil with rocks, and, and the seeds start to grow, but they can't really take root because there's lots of obstacles in the way. Then you've got the seed that lands in the soil that has thorns and weeds in it, and it starts to grow and starts to grow well, but then it is choked out by the wrong and bad things that are surrounding it. And then you've got the seed that lands on the good soil, and it grows and produces a healthy crop. Now, by telling this story, it seems like Jesus may just really be into farming, and maybe, but that's not the point. What he's doing is he's showing us that each one of us falls into one of these categories, one of these four types of soil. And now it's not insulting saying, oh, you guys are dirt. No, it's not that even though God did create Adam out of the ground, but whatever, that's not what we're talking about. Jesus is connecting with his audience. He's talking in a way that the audience in front of him will understand because they are all familiar with growing crops. They are all familiar with the idea and the practice of farming. And we get what he's saying too. Now, a lot of you, you're, you're probably not farmers, but 
you have an idea and you know what it takes for a healthy plant to grow. And so to make the connection here, Jesus says that the seeds thrown out by the farmer and they they land on different kinds of soil and they grow differently. It's the same thing for us when it comes to us hearing the gospel. And now the gospel, just so we're clear, is the simple truth that Jesus died in our place to save us from hell through his actions on the cross. And so if you haven't made the connections yet in this story, that's okay because even his disciples didn't get what Jesus was saying and they had to ask him. And here's the the quick breakdown. The farmer is God. The seed is the gospel and the soil is us and our hearts. But I want to make this even more simple for us. You and I are sinners. We make mistakes and we do really well at messing up. Because of that, those sins that we have, those mistakes, those mess-ups, they deserve punishment from God. But because God loves us so much, more than we can ever understand, he sent his son Jesus to take our punishment and die in our place. And by Jesus doing that, we have forgiveness for our sins and we have been saved from hell. But we have to respond. We have to grow. We have to take root and grow our roots in what God tells us. We have to listen to what God says and not check out on the conversation. Because see, the question that it all comes down to is, which soil are you? Because you've heard the gospel. You've heard the message of who Jesus is and what he has done. I've just told you, if it's the first time that you've heard it, that Jesus died in your place so that you could have forgiveness and being right standing with God. That's the gospel. You've heard it. How will you respond? Because how you choose to respond to the gospel will have a lot to say about how you go out and share that or don't share that with other people. See, we don't share things that we're not excited about with other people. We, we share uh, with our friends about the new movie we saw or the new album that came out or the new restaurant or whatever it is because we're excited about it and we want other people to know and experience it. If we're not excited about who God is and what God is doing in our life, why would we share that with other people? But even if we do get excited about it and we try, try to share that with others, if they don't see how the gospel seeds have taken root in our lives and we are growing, why would people listen to us? And some of you, you may be saying, but Corey, I've tried. I've tried to go out and tell people about God, but they just won't, won't listen. They check out. They, they don't care. And I don't see any growth happening. I don't see anything coming from the work. Well, if you look back at the parable that Jesus told, only 25% of the seeds took root and grew and produced fruit that was good. To put this into perspective, think about your school. If you talk to four people about God, only one of them may listen. The other three may check out. But don't get discouraged. Keep planting. Check out Jesus' words. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, Jesus says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Man, God wants us to plant seeds. He, He wants us to share who he is and what he is doing and has done with other people. He wants us to be the ones who takes the seeds out into the world and spread the gospel so that it can grow in the hearts of people in all places. We are the ones with the opportunity to plant seeds in our schools and on our teams and with our friends and our family. That is what we get to do, 
Never be afraid to share what God has done and is doing in your life with other people. That's how we plant seeds. And planting those gospel seeds is what we are created to do. And it's how we create more farmers. It's how we create more people who can go out and spread the gospel even further. But we have to make sure that our roots are growing deeper and deeper into God first. And we want to help you do that. So, hey, if you want to continue this conversation, you want to learn more about how you can grow deeper in your relationship with God or maybe even start your relationship with God for the first time, man, let me know. Hit me up on uh, an email. Send me a message on social media. All that information will be on here. And we will love, I would love to have that conversation with you. Thank you guys for joining us today for this. I hope it was good for you. We want to make sure you guys know that we've got some events coming up that you are going to want to pay attention to. Information will come out through our social media on Instagram and Facebook and the website. Uh, So be on the lookout for that. We'll be texting stuff out as well. Uh, We've got Tailgate Thursdays happening every Thursday in July, 630 to 830 here on campus. Information on the website. Check that out. Always Always feel free to reach out to us. Give us a shout if you got questions or you just want to talk to somebody about whatever. I'll talk with you because I like talking to people. So we love you guys. We thank you for joining us. We hope you guys are doing well, and we look forward to seeing you guys soon. We love you.